Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. My name is Reba Bowman. I'm here with my good buddy, Allison Hale. And if you're joining us for the first time or maybe the first time in a long time, then we're so glad you're here. This is just a great place for us to talk about what it looks like to root our lives in good places so that we see success in our life. And uh, we kind of theme it off of Psalm 1, uh, just being rooted in the right place in order to see God do good things in our lives. So, man, if that interests you, then you have come to the right place. Right, Ellie? Absolutely. And one of the things that we always, we always talk about because we are rooted deep is uh, who we are rooted deep, obviously who and what we're rooted deep in. But Mm. also I think the fact that we together are talking about these issues, we always, we always encourage each other. um, And and we encourage the listeners to also talk about these issues, talk about these topics with a friend. Um, Mm. That's what we do every week. We encourage each other. We, you know, we laugh at, we laugh at each other's jokes. The Reba always (laughs) laughs at my jokes. Um, Thankfully, Uh, you know, you always have to have a friend that thinks you're a little funny and um and then but just you know get because there's no but you know the rooted deep is so important but taking what you're learning and talking to somebody else about it i think is so important and so we we Mm. talk about it we beat that dead horse like nobody's business you know we we just keep talking about it you know yeah yeah we really do and today's topic kind of you know as we flow into february yeah. Uh, we are getting to the uh, one of the most exploited holidays <laughs> of the year, right? Uh, and that is Valentine's Day. So, I mean, it's the day that roses become $100 uh, yes. when they were just $19.99 a few weeks right. ago. Exactly. Uh, chocolate becomes, you know, uh, going like crazy. Yeah. Um, and I don't know like what I'm single. So we're sitting here with a single woman and a yeah. married woman doing yeah. a podcast together. Mm-hmm. So you know, Valentine's Day for me, uh, it is not, I don't expect, you know, any secret admirer to come up with chocolate or uh, right. roses and put them on my doorstep. So it looks different for me. So I think it's cool that you and I can come at this from two totally different perspectives right. for, uh, for Valentine's Day. And yet still, I hope, enjoy the day and have yeah. fun with the holiday. Now here in the Dominican Republic, today is not, it's called the Day of Love and Friendship. And so they, yeah, so it's not, you know, just the day for just, you know, people who are in love, it is considered the day of love and friendship. And so friends do get together and do, um, even before Galentine's day was popular. I think that's been, um, the most recent trend, you know, you've had friends giving, you know, and now you have Galentine's day where just girls get together and just, you know, if they don't have boyfriends or if they don't, you know, they just want to get together, um, just to, and they buy each other flowers or as Miley Cyrus tells you, you can buy your own flowers. You can write your own name in the sand. Um, that's, that's one of her most recent, you know, that's her famous, famous song from, from 2023 was that song that she doesn't need a man. She can just buy her own flowers. She can write her own name in the sand. And, uh, and I'm like, well, you know what? So Reba, you can just, if you want to buy some chocolate, just go out and buy your own chocolate. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, I I like the dark chocolate kind, you know, with the low sugar. Um, I, you know, so I'll go out and buy me a little Lily's, uh, Mm -hmm. chocolate and, um, and I'll, I'll splurge. 
Yeah. Um, whatever. Yeah. You know, one of yeah. the most disappointing Valentine's day for me though, is I was going to break my diet because I was sure that Gary was going to bring home just a big old box of chocolate. And so I was just like, I, you know, it's Valentine's day. I'm going to break my diet. I cannot wait to get just my face chocolate. into a box of chocolate. And he brought me a teddy bear. And I was so mad because I was like, I, I really just wanted, I, you know, and I remember that. And I don't Thank think stupid I, teddy bear. I, I want teddy bear. And, uh, and I think he knew, I was like, I really wanted chocolate. And he's like, I went to a flower shop and obviously overpaid, you know, for, for the teddy, teddy bear, bear because right, flower yeah. shops, you know, are way more expensive than going to an actual, oh, yeah, you know, just absolutely. a toy store. And, uh, and he paid so much money for this flat, you know, this, uh, this teddy bear with the flowers <laughs> in it. And I was like, I just want the dang chocolate. And I didn't get chocolate that day. And, uh, so anyway, so there we are. So it don't do not set yourself up for disappointment. Just, you know, if you get something, yay, if you don't get anything, Whatever, yeah, it's fine. whatever. Well, you know, I think I talk to a lot of single young women who don't like Valentine's Day. They're really yeah. bitter about it. Yeah. And I, you know, and they, they come to me because they think I'm going to, you know, empathize with them and be <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm like, Oh, come on, get over yourself. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, this is not a day to go into mourning. Uh, yeah. This is not a day to wear black. This is not a day to be so silly and goofy like that. Come on now. You know, for me, it's like, Hey, look, if you're not married right now, there's a reason for that. Maybe yeah. God's timing for your life is not right. And, and, mm. and, and, and I think a lot of times when we get angry and like, yeah. you know, I, I'm not happy where I'm at, I'm not content where I'm at. And I'm so bitter about it that I'm going to take the whole day and just throw it to the wind. Yeah. I think we have to be careful. Don't do stuff like that. Right. Uh, so, you know, if you're stepping into Valentine's day this year, single, not to say that maybe, maybe you've gone through a difficult divorce or maybe you've been hurt in a gigantic way. And, and so yeah. it's painful. I, I, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to uh, stomp on your heart here, but what I am trying to say is let's not make this um, an opportunity for us to kind of dip into the depths of despair and be yeah, like, what, the, what I wish I was that I don't mm -hmm. have, yeah. where I wish I could have that I don't. I think it's a time for us to, you know, to celebrate. Honestly, if we want to do anything, let's make it a, a, an opportunity to celebrate the fact that God loves us and mm -hmm. the fact that he gives us the capability of loving each other. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And we can, and we are, we, we each have that resource of togetherness, of friendship, of family, you know, whether it's spiritual family or, you know, a spiritual family and, you know, physical family, we are, we have, we are together. We have, like you said, Christ first has his love. Um, and is so, I think, and that's, that's, again, we talked about this a while back. It's just, that is the resource that, and that is the, the fount that we have. Um, and, and it's not minimizing, you know, it's not minimizing those of us who are married. Um, but you know, if you are expecting somebody, a physical person, human yeah. being to fulfill you, I'll preach that's it, a Allison. lot of pressure on that person. And it's not, if, if that, if you mm -hmm. are putting, if you are expecting that person to, to be fulfilling and they all in company to complete you, yes. if you want, if, the you know, famous to, line, the famous line, you complete, me, you complete me, you know, and yes. if you are expecting that it's never going to happen. No. Um, and I've talked, I've talked to so many women and I, in, in my case, not having, you know, not, not having had a child, I have, you know, I, I there was somebody that, that came to me and they were like, you know, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm married and, and I want a baby so bad. I want a baby so bad. And I was like, okay, you really wanted a husband. You got a husband. You're still not fulfilled. You have to have a baby. That baby is not going to fulfill you as well, because the hole that you're trying is 
not ever going to be, um, yeah. it's not ever going to be filled by a human being. It's got oh, to so be, good. it's got to be God. And so, and I think, and I think you and I have gotten to those points of contentment, uh, in different areas of our lives, you know, and, and so talking about Valentine's day is just, uh, we decided to make it a little bit fun and, yeah. and see, you know, who in history, has a wonderful love story. And mm. you and I kind of came up um, with not a lot of, not a lot of good stuff. You know, were you surprised a little yeah. bit? Yes. You know, because, you know, some of the things that I'm going to use this word that we romanticize, right? Yes. You know, these, yeah. some of these relationships and, you know, whatever we talk about and you, I, you and I talked through several here Yeah. and oh my word, yeah. like so many of them started like in adultery or they mm -hmm. started in, you know, a, a promiscuous relationship that started out right. very, and then, and then yes, it was this timeless love story at the end, but I mean, wow. And then yeah. others of them started with fireworks and all of a sudden then it ended really, really, really bad. And right. so, I mean, when you start tracking love stories, um, mm -hmm. among people that we would all kind of commonly know, yeah. um, Ooh, there's just not a lot to get excited about. That is really not. It's either started really bad or ended really it's, bad. It's or like started days of worse. our, yeah, yeah, it's like days of our lives. You know, right. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, this, this, you know, you can't have two happy days in a row because here comes eight, eight awfulnesses, you know, yes. where every, you know, yeah. it, it's just, it, yeah, you, you watch that. And so as you start mm -hmm. to unravel people's stories, yeah, what you find is, some of the greatest quote unquote love yeah. stories that we really romanticize are absolute train wrecks. They're tragedies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, and I think, and we, yeah, so I was looking at, we had given each other this, uh, this homework and mm -hmm. they were like, okay, we'll come together and we'll talk about it. And then we'll do, you know, we'll do the podcast. And we were just laughing at <laughs> the tragedies, the wars that were started. If you're thinking Helen of Troy, um, right. you know, things ended in murder, suicide, you know, Romeo, Romeo and, Julia, and Julia, right? you know, and so you're like, is that really, you know, and movies have been made about them, you know, for forever and ever, you mm. know, and, and so I think it was really funny. So we have an actual very short list of our favorite stories and they say yeah. start thankfully and I think you and I are both grateful for this uh we mentioned both of our parents we mentioned your parents yeah. and my parents have been have been both they've been married my my parents have been married 55 years and yeah. I think that is a beautiful beautiful love story and yeah. I've watched it unfold yeah it's it, it, it's exactly right um I think that you know as I look my parents I think have been married 52 mm. and so you know as you as you think about um, living with these people. Yeah. Right. And being around them your whole life, mm -hmm. um, and through the good and the bad and whatnot, but just, I mean, one of my favorite things that I often hear my parents say is, uh, well, you know, we, we prayed for you or we prayed for this, mm -hmm. uh, last night and my parents, before they go to bed every night, they pray together Yeah, and they pray over things and over a list and over and, you know, I, I think that's part of their great love story Yeah, is that, um, not, not a, my dad's not perfect. My mom's not perfect. Your mom and dad are not perfect. And yet there's just this, there's a decision to, we are going to do this. We're going to pray together. We're going to love, we're going to take the love of Jesus and we're going to mm -hmm. love each other. And we're going to love our families. And it obviously has had massive influence and yeah. impact on our lives. 
Exactly. And I, and I think those are, you know, so when we were talking about love stories, we, we really needed to talk about our own, what we've mm-hmm. seen in person. Um, and yeah. then we're going to kind of jump into some stories that we, that I, you know, I've been, uh, you and I both love to read. And so yes, sometimes we, we have to find a fictional love story that has kind of uh, withstanded, you know, withstood time. And my favorite book of all time is Jane Eyre. I read it all. I read it over. I don't know how many times I've read this book, Jane Eyre. Um, it. And it's a, it's the story of, did you ever read it when you were in high school? I did. This? No, I did yeah. read Jane Eyre at college and, and in high school. Yeah. And they've made, you know, they've made a few, a few movies, you know, halfway decent mm-hmm. movies, but they, BBC did um, a lot, like an extended series uh, with Timothy Dalton, who was the original, you know, one of the early James Bonds. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it was a really good story, but she is an, uh, a 19 year old orphan that just goes as a governess, very plain. That's where you get the phrase plain Jane came yep. from Jane Eyre. Uh, Cause she was very plain and she was living in this house with this older uh, man, she's the governess of, of his ward. And, um, but she just brings a strength and um, a simplicity to his, his crazy riotous life uh, that he's drawn to. And he, you know, just basically uh, just falls in love and then their story, but she's, but he's, uh, he wants to give up his wife for her. His wife's gone crazy. It's a whole other story. And she won't, she's like, no, no, no. I'm, and so she goes away and then, um, and then, you know, they're brought back together in a, in a beautiful way. And so I just love that story. I love her strength. It's an early form. It's really an early book. And it, there's a lot of feminism in there. There's a lot of female strength uh, that I love about the book. And I think that's why I like it. Plus, I like people that are, um, I didn't, I don't identify with like beautiful people. You know, I, I did, she's really tiny. She's really plain. She's got brown hair. I'm like, Ooh, that's me. You know, when okay. I was in high school, I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just this tiny little person. Um, but I'm strong, you know? And so I guess that's how I identified with her. So that's one of my favorite love stories of all time. I'll read it, but he has a quote that, um, that he talks about how his, her heart is bound to his. And if she severs the ties, he's going to bleed internally. And I just, I, Every time I read that line, I melt and it's just the most, yeah, you have to read it. It's, it's so good. But that story is one of my favorite love stories of all time. So I think now that it's Valentine's day, I might just open it up again and at least read that line. Right. Yeah. Right. Just, yeah. Just you've read it so many times you have it memorized. So you can just (laughs) skim to the good parts. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. I do that sometimes with movies. I'm like, okay, I've Mm -hmm. seen this like 10 times. I'm just going to skim to all the good parts that I like. Yeah. 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 Rocky wins. Got it. Yeah. talking about another love story rocky and another, adrian i don't go. know I, why i didn't I, think about I, that I, one here it comes i i knew there's no way she's gonna, gonna get sneak through this in. podcast without talking about rocky exactly there you go okay yo adrian yo <laughs> yo adrian all right so yeah so mine i picked actually um living people mm-hmm. um yeah, they, were li- they were living people uh, not fictional people but i remember studying literature my minor was literature mm. uh, in college and i remember uh, studying different, you know, different, different writers and different authors. And Elizabeth Barrett Browning, uh, is a famous poet. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you've never read, if you, you don't even have to be into poetry. Okay. Yeah. But if you, you know, it, it would be such a great thing to read, uh, Elizabeth Barrett Browning's poetry yes. because it actually yeah. is truly beautiful. Uh, she is just a wonderful poet. And she was born in 1806. So we're dialing it quite a ways back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just to give you context, she was born in England. Okay. Right. So um, 
And they said from a child that she, that she seemed to show this ability to write poetry, but um, she faced health issues throughout her whole entire life. Um, And so by her early twenties, she was very sick and very famous. Mm. So her poetry was already becoming very established. um, And she had already was having published works of poetry put together, but she was also this woman who had a lot of physical ailments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she, she flipped the tail. We have who would soon be her husband, Robert Browning. So Robert Browning, he's born in 1812. So he's six years old, uh, younger than, than, um, than she is. He's, he's born in London. Okay. And he also, growing up shows this great aptitude for literature. So he begins writing poetry himself as a teenager. And, uh, you know, now Allison, I have to pause for a minute because did you write any poems as a teenager? I never wrote. I never, I tried. Okay. So I wrote, I have a book. I I do. You're going to die. I have a a spiral bound (laughs) notebook and I'm sure it's in a box somewhere because I've Mm -hmm. kept it of poems that I wrote as a teenager wow okay i mean i mean and and they're you know okay let's just let's just declare this they're not getting published okay <laughs> um these are just typical adolescent mm-hmm. uh poetry right yeah but robert browning he is his poetry that he's writing at adolescence yeah. um is actually getting published so by 1833 wow, yeah. he has published poetry okay which yeah. is crazy yeah. right yeah. um but he really didn't get a lot of, he didn't acquire as much fame mm-hmm. as Elizabeth did early in life. Right. So this is what's so cool about their story that the love story for this two begins because Robert reads a poem that Elizabeth wrote and what mm-hmm. and had published. And in 1845, he, he reaches out to her and writes her a letter yeah. to compliment her poetry and to tell her what an admirer he is of her poetry and her work. Yeah. And she writes him back. And this begins a love story of letters mm. as oh, the yeah. two of them write letters back and forth to each other. And, um, and he really couldn't come and see her very much because she was really secluded due to her very fragile health. And she had a father who was definitely guarding her like a right. German shepherd dog would, you know, he was not going to let anybody uh, hurt his daughter. So they're growing in their relationship through these letters and they're, de- it's getting deeper and deeper and they really decide they love each other and they want to spend the rest of their lives together. Mm. So Robert yeah. Browning actually, now here's where it gets good. He goes mm. to visit Elizabeth home in secret. Oh, wow. So nobody knows that he's coming. Um, and he comes and uh, the father does not approve of her having any relationship because he believes she's too fragile. She's too mm-hmm. sick. Yeah. And so the two of them decide to elope. Okay. Yeah. And so on September the 12th, 1846, they get married in a private ceremony at the parish there in London. Mm-hmm. and they move to Italy. And so they spend most of their married life in Italy. And actually, ironically, when they moved to Italy, her health improved. 
So mm. they believe there was something in the, you know, environment in England yeah. that was causing her to have poor health. Her, her, the climate change changed mm. her health significantly. They had a son mm. uh, who I love. This It's just fun. They yeah. had a son they named after his dad, Robert Browning, but they called him Penn, P-E-N. Yeah. Mm, uh, you know, it. I, yeah. uh, it's kind of clever, you know, and the two of them continue to write. Um, and, but they also worked together on some projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but Elizabeth wrote a poem called Sonnets from the Portuguese. Okay. And it was inspired by her love of her husband. Yeah. And Robert wrote, um, men and women uh as another poem thinking about his love for his wife Mm -hmm. and so when you read their poetry what you'll find is that both of them both elizabeth browning and robert browning both write about these themes of love quite a lot in their poetry yeah um and then you know the sad end of their story is that tragically elizabeth passed away in 1861 at the age of 55 Mm, and her death so affected robert that he continued to write poetry, but they say he never recovered from the loss mm. of his wife. Yeah. And so, um, you know, another great love story, but what I love about their love story is that you can actually go read their poems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and even if you don't like poetry, it's yeah. okay. You yeah. can go read their poems and you can see this beautiful expression of love that they had for each other and for a variety of things. So really cool love story for Elizabeth Barrett Browning and Robert Browning. And Elizabeth does happen to be maybe she's probably my favorite poet. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is, I, you know, that's one of the, that's one of the few stories when I was, you know, when I was doing a little bit of the research, I, yeah, that's one of the ones because it's so interesting. He fell in love with her. Um, with her writing, with her, you know, with her mind, with her, you know, with her talent and, uh, and was able and then, and, and vice versa. So I think that, and it's a little bit, you've got maily because they, you know, how they were writing each other, you know, the email. Oh, it is totally. You've got mail. Um, you know, that don't you love that movie? You've got, I love that movie. Yeah. Just watching it. Yeah. Watching it back, you know, just writing back and forth these emails, you know, just like, this is the silly things that happened to me and, and, and everything. But the original You've Got Mail is, you know, Elizabeth Barrett and Robert Browning. It, it is. And of course, the famous line. So a lot of people are like, I don't think I know her, but you will mm. know, you probably yeah. know this line. How do yeah. I love thee? Let, Let me, me count, count the ways. The ways. Yes. yes. Yeah. A lot of us know that line if we don't know anything else. Right. Um, and that is Elizabeth Barrett Browning's poetry. I love it. I love it. Well, speaking of real people, because you, okay. you know, I was this is this is a real love story, and I love uh, because I do love history. Okay. I love John Adams and Abigail Adams because, um, and here I here I go again. I just I love the history. They were married, mm-hmm. you know, for for so long. Yes, um, they were. But her how how involved she was in his political career and how um how she spoke truth i think they were just a wonderful wonderful team and so if you go back and read her letters not just to him but read her letters even to thomas jefferson she would you know i know we have founding fathers but abigail adams was definitely a founding mother because she was she had just a keen political mind but she and John Adams just had an amazing story 
of just togetherness mm-hmm. and, and respect for one another. He respected her mind and her, and her, um, you know, just, and her, uh, for so long. And even, you know, back in the 1700s where you, you know, yeah. you don't think that that's, you know, that's the case. This is definitely one of those, um, mutual respect, mutual love and working together in, you know, in a very, um, in a very explosive time in history, but in a very exciting time uh, in history. And then mm-hmm. just reading the letters back and forth, I think that's fascinating because they do. And, you know, I don't know if anybody's going to read anything I've written, you know, past. I mean, it's on the internet, you know, it's not saved right. and it's not saved. It's not like your book, you know, where um, your little notebook of poetry, of adolescent poetry that I'm, you know, just would would love to uh to go uh, yeah i bet you would no it's forever it's forever thrown away we're never <laughs> gonna pull on that Twitter. one out <laughs> you know put it on x um now i wrote short stories when i was a kid i didn't write poetry i did write short <laughs> stories because i read you know i read constantly and so i would i would just mm-hmm. i was like let me see if i can write a story about you know this or that but i didn't save any any of them absolutely not but you know one of my one of my favorite you know historically accurate and real couples is um is Abigail and John Adams. And I think, I, uh, yeah. and so Abigail wrote, uh, there is a time more binding than humanity and stronger than friendship. And by this chord, I am not ashamed to say that I am bound, nor do I believe that you are wholly free from it. And so she, she wrote that to John and yeah. uh, she wrote that to John Adams. And I just think, you know, she, first of all, brilliant mind. And yes, I don't you love the way people so. wrote back then. And, uh, and they didn't write in emojis like we do these days. I know, right, and right. So Listen, like I'll to- never forget. I bought, um, I love reading biographies, especially mm-hmm. historical ones. And I, uh, I do a lot of Kindle now, you know, get a book on Kindle yeah. because I, can, I don't have to carry the massive books with me on a plane. Right, yeah. I can read. So I'll never forget. I bought the bi- John Adams biography. Mm-hmm. Okay, Allison. Yeah. What you don't see on Kindle, what you do see in a bookstore is the thickness of a book. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when you go to a book and get a book in a bookstore, you see, obviously this is a massive, this is a tomb yeah, here. Okay. This, is, this yeah, is massive. Exactly. It could take me eight years to read this mm-hmm. book. Yeah. It, and it's not on, easy to hold on, you know, in the, at no. the beach. Yeah. But when you see it on Kindle, you don't see any of that. You just, right, oh, yeah. you know, so That's I, I, I hear these great recommendations to read mm-hmm. the biography of John Adams, um, written by one of our great historians of our time. Yeah. And I get it. And I'm yes. like, and I go to the bottom of the page. I think I have that, but I have it in, in it. Okay. You know, at the bottom where it tells you like the percentage of, of stuff read, yes, right? Yes, so right. I'm like, I've been reading for like, you yeah. know, a long time now. And I mm-hmm. thought I got to be getting close to the end of this, but yes, it doesn't feel yeah. like we're getting to the right. close to the end of this. And I look down and it tells me like I'm 20% in mm-hmm. and I'm like, seriously, I flip. And this thing has got like, you know, 5,000 yeah. pages or something. Right. I'm like, oh my word. But I enjoyed reading it, yes. and I was so impressed with Abigail Adams, yes. um, sh- how she poured into her children, how she mm-hmm. advised her husband yeah. as he's as he's away at times, mm-hmm. uh, doing these. I mean, you know, he's Being over here with grants trying yeah. to d- make deals, and he's over here doing this, trying to make deals, and she's writing to him, giving mm-hmm. him like, okay, what about this, or yeah. have you thought about that, or you know? Mm-hmm. And I just think this is they were definitely, they leaned on each other uh, to get through these times and to work hard together for, Mm -hmm. and and they really felt like they both had a purpose. Right. Together. Together. Yeah. And And I love that. I love that. That, um, that John Adams, the, the, the HBO, I don't know if anybody, if you watched the John Adams HBO special, it was a mini series 
and John Adams was portrayed by um, Paul Giamatti. And it was based on the book by David McCullough, the history yeah. book. And, you know, yep. that's the copy that I have. And, it is mine. Um, there's yes. a part when he's, he goes to bed and Gary and I laugh at this all the time because he's going to bed, you know, and they're, and in the, in the TV, in the TV show, it shows them, you know, going to bed by candlelight and uh, they're all bundled up and, and they've got the curtains closed and he's just talking, 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 talking about, you know, whatever happened in Continental Congress that day or whatever conversation he had with Ben Franklin. Mm -hmm. And, um, and every once in a while, she just puts her hand over his mouth and she's like, hush, John, hush, John. And she's just kind of, you know, cause it's like enough, I'm sleepy. And so Gary and I kind of adopted that because we were, we just laugh because that's how Gary and I are. He'll, he'll, he'll go to bed and all of a sudden at 11 o'clock, he gets an idea and I can just pat him on the face, literally very gently. Yeah. Uh, hush, yes. John. Hush, yes, hush, hush John. John. Yes, because uh, you're still your mind's still going, and uh, yes. and so anyway, we we both, my husband and I, both love that love the story of John and Abigail Adams mm. because yeah, um, I mean we're not like them, but at the same time, it is fun to model um, to see a model of a family mm. that had that you know that distinct and and singular purpose, and uh, so that is one of my favorite love stories. Yeah, um, you know, I've and seen. again, a love story that that showed itself through letters. Yeah. Um, yes. And you'll so because the letters between John and Abigail Adams are some of the most uh, famous of yeah. our letters that we still kind of so revealing about politics mm -hmm. in the time and about their their family and their story. So, yeah, uh, I love it. Uh, so, I, OK, we mentioned one, uh, but since we are talking about and if people are like it's Valentine's Day, what do we want? I, we want to watch a romantic movie. What mm. would be your suggestion, whether it's a rom-com or just a nice little romantic movie? If you are in a, if you are in a rom-com mood or if you are in a, mm. I want to yeah, see yeah, a yeah. love story movie, you what, know, I, what would you I, suggest? I, I'm going to go old school on us. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to go old school because I think there's some just old schools oh, that are yeah. just timeless and forever true. Right. Yeah. Okay. So one is definitely going to be sleepless in Seattle. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love okay. it. Uh, just, um, and then you turn around with these same two people and, uh, same two actors at least, and you create, uh, you've got mail. You've got mail. Yeah. Uh, I mean, these are just great. Um, I'm a fan of Notting Hill. That's uh, one of my favorites. I love that yeah. one. Yeah. Ju Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts, Julia Roberts. uh, that Notting Hill. Uh, that's old school. Again, it's, yeah. it's been out for a the really long time. The rom-coms in the nineties, I think were really good. That was, they really that was were. Shined. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, if, if I just want to watch a, a, a kind of a, a, a nice rom-com, uh, and fun, I, I really, I do enjoy Notting Hill a lot. I'll definitely go back and watch that again or, or, or one of those type things. I, you know, just some of those are just fantastic. Yeah, they really are. And um, those that Notting Hill is absolutely one of my favorite rom-coms of all times mm -hmm. because I, I like anything British. We all know this. I like yes, all you things do. British. Um, but I mean, you said old school and then you went back to the 90s. I'm going to go back to the 40s and uh, and go black and white. I don't know. And this is this might be it's an early Harrison Ford movie, not Harrison Ford. Um, oh, now I can't remember his name. It's not Harrison Ford. Um, it is uh, The Ghost of Mrs. Muir. Uh, that is an old, old movie about a widowed woman who decides she wants to buy a house by the sea. And the house is haunted by, um, by the ghost of the sea captain that lived there. And so they start uh, just talking constantly and he's making fun of her and she's trying to light the candle and he wants to get her out of his house. And then they kind of fall in love 
And then at the end, of course, like he, um, he has to say goodbye to her and it's, uh, it's Rex Harrison, not Harrison Ford, it's Rex Harrison. Okay, uh, again, it's a British movie. Um, but it is one of my favorite because it's kind of funny. Uh, cause she's the only one who knows the house is haunted. Right. And so she's, right. she's having these long conversations with this old sea captain. Um, and then at the end, you know, so you follow her life all the way through, he says goodbye to her and he lets her live her life because he found, he sees that she's kind of, um, kind of staying in the house just to spend time with him. She's not getting out there and living again. And uh-huh. so he says goodbye in the most beautiful. I love, I love long monologue speeches where they're just so powerful and he's giving her the speech. He's saying goodbye and the waves are crashing and it's so dramatic. And she wakes up and she doesn't remember ever having spoken to this, this, this ghost of the sea captain. And then at the end of the movie, you see, she's an older lady. She's old and you see her um, kind of pass away in her chair. And, uh, and then uh, and then she and the sea captain as ghosts walk away together down the, down, you know, down by the ocean. And it is the most, I just, it's so romantic. My mom showed me, my mom shows me movies when I was a kid and we used to watch old, old movies. And so the ghost of Mrs. Muir was one of our favorites um, charade with Audrey Hepburn and Cary Grant. That's a really good rom. That's a really good, okay. and I would consider it a rom-com um, from back in the sixties. So I okay. like old movies, you know, and, um, and again, I do like a British accent, like nobody's business. And okay. So, so I've got an old movie for you that yeah. was updated and I love some of oh, those. Yeah. So yeah. an affair to remember. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. There's an updated version of that with Annette Bening. Yes. Okay. And, and uh, but yes, uh, but I, I, that was such a great, storyline mm-hmm. as yeah. this couple meet and then uh you know time goes by and they they try to connect and then of course they they say you know if you if you want to do this meet me at this day and at this time yeah. and at this place and i won't give away if you've not seen it i won't give away the rest of that story uh but um very much of a love a very much of a love yeah. story you know yeah. kind of um uh, great and then there was so there was the black and white version and mm-hmm. then there was the updated yeah. version of it uh, Sabrina, yeah, another yeah, one, one of those old ones yeah. that are black and white that have been updated. And that one is Harrison Ford, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, and another one of those stories that was updated again, a really great storyline, mm-hmm. fun, um, fun. And I think those are, you know, there's a couple of those like that, yeah. that I, I like, you know, I'm always like going back and looking at those, those classics again. are good. They're, they're so, classics. Yeah. Now here's a classic. Cause you mentioned, you know, you mentioned, um, you know, again, I, and Sleepless in Seattle does have a little bit of a tie-in with an affair to remember. And so yes, it does. Know, it I, does. Me and my, I think my mom and I did a marathon one time. We watched the old version, then we watched the new version, and then we watched Sleepless in Seattle. I think all in one, you know, one. Okay. Wow. Movie. That was a marathon. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but another, and, and if you're not looking for a, ro- a romantic comedy, if you're looking for a romantic tragedy, I feel like Legends of the Fall is one of those. Ooh. It's a, just a love story. Mm-hmm. Um, that just kind of gets tragic and then mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, you know, and, um, and so I made, I made Gary watch it with me. Uh, cause I was like, it's a Western. I told him it was a Western and, uh, I tricked him and he was not happy about it, you know, but he, okay. he stuck it out, you know? Okay. So, so I've got, got another one of those for you and that's the yeah. notebook. Oh yeah, absolutely. That one, one yeah. is, that was a crusher. Yeah. Uh, the notebook is a crusher. Oh yes. yeah, Definitely. You definitely are going to, are going to cry on that one. So, yeah. So, you know, if you, I I just don't want to cry when I I don't want to cry 
I, I don't like watching a movie that it's just crushingly sad. I, I'm like, why right. would I do this to myself? Life is mm-hmm. crushingly sad enough. I like to watch something yeah. that is makes me happy at least a little yeah, bit or makes bit. me laugh it a little ends, bit. Yes. You know, kind of let let it end kind of on a high note. Let um, it land. Yes. Let's give it a yeah. little bit of a a little bit of a high note. Like a little um, bit of a I hope, yeah. I hope to it, yeah. which if you're going to, if you like, I mean, notebook, I feel like Nicholas Sparks does that to everybody. He gets he you does all that excited about the romantic, uh, the romanticness. Oh, yeah. And then he crushes you. And then he is going to crush you in the end. He's going to yes. crush you. And then it comes out a little bit. Okay. But yes. still at the same time, by this time you've gone through a whole box of tissue and then you're just like, what's, right. what's the point? Yeah. You what's know. the point you know i can't get the sadness i can't get over i'm too I overwhelmed over by the, the sadness, sadness to go to go up any right. further i yes yeah. it's so true so, and yes. so i do yeah it does depend on your mood <laughs> so sometimes you just want a super happy ending and then other times i'm like what they don't get they don't get together what what just what? happened you know, I know. and right. uh, or he dies and so yes. maybe you know and that's why i never watch pet movies i don't watch movies about dogs oh, the dog's because, life it's a huh. dog's life oh my gosh oh, listen I mean, and you got to be careful watching these things on a plane when you fly, because like you're sitting over here and you're like, <laughs> and you're just like sobbing. So if you're like, right. watching this dog. Yes. I just, I, if, it, if there's a movie about a dog, I'm like, there's no, I, I'm, I can't watch it because I know I'm going to cry. And, yes. uh, and so I would rather really watch a sad movie. And I don't know why people prefer to see movies where people die than dogs die. Nobody well, wants to see. And nobody's Listen, making it's one a thing to have a dog movie, die right? once, but that movie where that dog keeps yeah. dying over and over and over again and coming back <laughs> as a different thing. I think right. I cried every time he died and I, I was already on to it by now. I'm like, it's okay. Yeah, it's He's okay. going to come back as a different dog, but it didn't and matter. I cried whole... when he died. Right. Right. Yeah. And so we, you know, we look at our dogs and we're just like, well, why do you have to live such a short life? That's what my, that's what Gary and I, we talk about, but yeah, so it all depends on with the rom-coms or with the, with the, with the romantic movies, the, the love stories, I think, you know, it all depends on your mood, you know, whether you want it, mm-hmm. you know, a broody, a broody love story, or whether you want yes. it to be happy, happy ending, like you've got mail or like Notting Hill, um, yes. you know, where they, they walk on the red carpet at the end of the movie together, you know, it's, yes. it's one of those things. And, and, you know, or you want a tragic love story, you know, like, uh, like, um, either Ghost of Mrs. Mirror or, or the Legends of the Fall where, uh, um, where everybody just, you know, kind of dies at the end. It's mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, you know, it's, it just depends. It's kind of over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it depends. Or yeah, that, you I'm, know, I'm you're, yeah, you never know. So no, that's, yeah. it is Valentine's Day. So get together with some, some of your girlfriends <laughs> and watch a silly, watch a silly older, you know, find the older movies. I feel like the love stories from 20 years ago are the fun ones. Um, yeah. I think, go on a date night, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, but I think, you know, no matter what you do, mm-hmm. uh, as you celebrate yeah. love, right. Yeah. Is we just can't miss the thing that we are loved Yes, and we're loved unconditionally. Right. And, you know, we've, we talked about fun movies and we've talked about fun, uh, you know, tragics and all these kind of things. And at the end of the day, flowers, chocolate, rom-coms, whatever you want to think about. But honestly, I think when you lay your head on your pillow on February the 14th, you ought to think about, you know what? I am so unconditionally deeply loved because there's the God of the universe that sent Mm -hmm. his son to die for me. And he hung on a cross and he died in my place so that Mm -hmm. I could have a life that was filled with love and was filled with joy. And I could have a life that was, that had a happy ending. Right. Um, And I, you know, and what a great, you know, uh, I think the Bible says greater love hath no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. Mm-hmm. And so the greatest love story of all time yeah, right. is, is 
not a rom-com and it's mm-hmm. not a poem and it's not a book it's actually the love that and jesus that while we were yet sinners christ died christ for us. died for us yeah mm, who yeah. we are yeah for who yeah. we are and didn't didn't expect us to change ourselves mm-hmm. before he you know before he made the decision to love us and uh and i think yeah. that is you're right ending with that and understanding whether you're alone whether you have family whether you have friends um but just get together and talk with somebody about how much christ loves you and how you've experienced his love in your life and that's the that's one of the best ways you know yeah. to celebrate um, this commercialized Hallmark holiday, right? It does. Yeah. And, and celebrate the people that yeah. you love. We all have people that we love, uh, mm-hmm. whether you're single or married, whether you're in a relationship or you're not, we all have people that we love and that love us. And so I think it's a great time to, to, you know, intentionally say, Hey, I love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I want you to know that I love you. Um, and, and it's a great time. Maybe, maybe sit down and send yourself a, send your, uh, write a poem, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as cheesy as it might be, it doesn't matter, uh, and send it to the people that you care about or write a letter or, uh, it's interesting that throughout history, some of the most treasured things about love are those written words. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so either read them or write them, you know, yep. find a way to celebrate. Absolutely. Well, happy Valentine's day, everybody. And we hope that you'll continue to stay rooted deep this week and we will catch up with you again next week. Thank you for listening to rooted deep to learn more about dare for more ministries. Go to dareformore.org and look up mercy workshop at mercyjewelry.org.